I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your co-host, Christine Koenig, here today with Grace Warren. Grace, are you on the line? Yes, I am. How you doing, Christine? This I'm Grace great. Warren from Better Homes. How are you? It's crazy still. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It feels, uh, I always ask how your weekend is, but it sort of feels irrelevant. Every day seems the same now. <laughs> Yeah, and Mike is here, too. Um, Mike Van Manzart. Hi, Mike. Good morning. How are, um, how's things going with you, Mike? Good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Are you, uh, Every are day you, seems like a Monday, right? It does. Are you super busy these days? Yeah, it's still busy. Um, it's it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's very busy with refis and people trying to purchase, but we're trying to also adapt with the changes in the market. So it's a lot of busy work, we'll call it, you know? Yeah. Um, um, I had an interesting mortgage thing come up with one of my clients this week, and I'm wondering if, if you can shed a little light on that. Maybe we, we touch base real quick about that and then... Uh, sure. So I had, I had a client or have a client who is uh, both selling her home and buying another. Um, and she had been told, um, you know, four weeks ago that she did not have to have the condo she was buying appraised because she was coming with so much cash to, to, you know, to the transaction. Um, and then she had gotten her, um, her commitment and everything was fine. And we were going to work on scheduling and out of, out of the blue, the bank said, wait, we want to do an appraisal. Um, so I thought it was really strange that. Uh, you know, we had gone through so many steps that they had already decided they didn't need to do the appraisal. And then last minute, they really kind of hedged um, and decided to do the appraisal, which ended up being a desk appraisal anyway, and uh, okay. was fine. Uh, and everything moved forward. But are you are you seeing banks behaving a little differently than normal? Yeah, very much so. I mean, we we as mortgages go, we've we've always underwritten files based on what Fannie Mae and Freddie are willing to accept. So when we do an approval, it basically, you know, it's, it'll be an automated approval and an underwriter essentially goes through and, you know, checks the boxes and feels, you know, does their due diligence, right? But it's always been underwritten to Fannie Mae and Freddie guidelines. Mm -hmm. Since this whole thing started happening, there's what we call overlays in the market. Um, they've started adding overlays. So it doesn't matter what the approval says from Fannie or Freddie. It's all about what makes a lender comfortable and, you know, regardless of if Fannie Mae or Freddie is going to be the one that purchases the loan, um, they're adding little overlays to basically protect themselves. And it sounds like that appraisal was just one of them that they added sometime in the process. Right. Are there other things you've seen that uh, maybe people should be aware of? Um, additional assets they're doing. They're also for self-employed individuals. There was a period of time where they were actually taking 25 percent off the top of whatever you reported. And using that, now it's been reduced to 10% off the top. So if you make five grand a month, they're taking 500 right off of it. Um, that's like an individual overlay that necessarily um, Fannie Mae or Freddie doesn't require, but they've added it to protect themselves because we understand that people who are self-employed right now probably aren't doing much work, you know? So those are little things. That's all actually as of last week, they've pulled back a lot of it um, because I think we're kind of, the anticipation is that we're over this little hump or, you know, the, the mountain that we've been in, in front of for a while. So we're coming over it. And I mm -hmm. think the idea is that they're going to start pulling back these overlays. People are more comfortable. We rolled out some great new programs. So 
I think we're it's behind us at this point. So there may be little bits of overlays going forward, but nothing like it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Oh, that's yeah, great I, news. I do think that there's a lot of people that are working again. I mean, just from from my perspective, my husband is in, in the construction field. He's an electrician, so he's been so busy. He can't keep up with what he's got happening. That's interesting. Well, it's unfortunate because everyone's doing work on their house, too, right? And all these businesses are like, exactly. well, we shut down. We, we wanted to do this extra addition, or we wanted to redo the kitchen for years and years, and now, hey, we're home. Right. <laughs> yeah, but the or, thing is, it's like I'm, I'm surprised because I would have thought that people were afraid to spend their money right now because they don't know what's happening. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So I think yeah. I think you point to something really interesting, and I, that's something I've been thinking a lot about um, in terms of in terms of the last six or eight weeks, which is um, you know for some people who didn't lose their jobs, even if they're working from home now, right, and they've gotten consistent um, consistent income coming in, um, but their expenses overall are kind of a little less because they're not commuting and not going out to eat, and uh, maybe they actually feel more um, confident. Yeah. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, that could be the case. Um, right. On the flip side, you do have a tremendous number of people that are unemployed in a real way. So I think mm-hmm. I think it's one of those cases where if you have the disposable income and you feel confident in your employment, um, I, I would I would think that sitting in your home for these last six weeks maybe reminds you of the, all of the things about your home you really want to change. <laughs> Which we've kind of been talking about all along, too, like right. these are the times to do these things to your home, especially if you've thought about putting the house on the market at some point, get it done over there. We're going to have all these houses come on at once that are all beautifully remodeled on the inside all of a sudden (laughs) with great gardens. (laughs) Yes, my my garden is looking outstanding right now, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, so is mine. My chickens are doing great. It's it's like a, it's just so different because I'm here every day able to tend to these things in between what I'm doing. So it's, it's kind of, it's nice. I'm getting used to it. It may be very difficult to go back out there. Well, <laughs> I have to I'm t- ready. I Honestly, wait. I'm ready. I can't wait to get back out there. <laughs> this is a long enough vacation for me. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so interesting because um, as you know, uh, being licensed in New York and New Jersey, my New York stuff is um, moving much differently than things are in New Jersey. So um, I've spent all weekend showing houses, right? Um, and really, all the whole past two weeks have been very busy on with my New Jersey stuff. Um, with even mm-hmm. even my New York buyers are wanting, you know, I'm getting the call. I see these houses. Can I see them? Um, I've been doing a bunch of virtual tours. And then, in the case where someone is really interested, I have you know worked with the listing agent to put my buyer in touch with their seller to see if they can't arrange um, a scenario where that person can get in and look at the house. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I told you earlier, yesterday I, I did that. I had somebody, you know, um, the listing agent opened the door. It was a vacant house. She opened the door for them, and then they went in by themselves um, rather than me going in there because I can't. We we both couldn't go in, and um, I, I felt it was better for them to see it than necessarily for me to see it. Yeah, for sure, and uh, you know. Th- I've had owners that are just leaving doors open. I've had uh, yeah. owners that are willing to share combination codes with people. I'm like, this is not, this is not great. It I mean, goes it goes against everything. It goes against work. everything that we work so hard to to make sure yeah. that we protect our clients and we work in their best interest. And um, it's uh, it's it's counterintuitive to to the process that that we are used to. Um, and 
I am anxious for it to go back. Yeah. But we're adapting. Yeah, but uh, that is true. For for sure, what this shows is a level of adaptation. Um, you know, if where there's a will, there's a way. I think that's uh, for certain. Um, one of the other things, and as we, uh, you know, kind of, I guess we should introduce our topic for the day, which we haven't done, which is uh, <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to talk a little bit about lake houses, um, what, what it means to own a house on the lake, the different ways you can be part of a lake community, whether you're on the lake with a lakefront home or um, a block or two away, but part of a community. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about where, um, where lake houses are and whether you have to be in an HOA. There are so many different things that come into play, like flood zones and uh, questions people ask when they are considering buying in a lake community. So I'm really looking forward to our topic today. I think it's uh, going to be uh, super exciting. So Yeah, it is. There's a, there's a lot to it. And I think uh, right in our own backyard, we have a great lake. We do. Um, you know, that many people, uh, it seems like, are very interested in right now. Yes, I, a, lot of, a lot of calls about lake homes. I can't even tell you how many calls I've gotten, um, especially I'm a Zillow agent in Greenwood Lake, so I've been fielding a lot of calls. Like, I would say that my call volume for Greenwood Lake is up uh, maybe 125%. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's amazing. So, um, when we come back from our first break and hear from our sponsors, we'll really dig into Lake House Living. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. O'Keefe and McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Tom Lovelace. Join me and my guest every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lovelace Music Experience. Exciting interviews and great music from every genre, right here, playing the best music. Hi, this is Dr. David Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Valley Central School District and host of Your Schools. Listen every Monday at 12 noon to learn what's happening in your schools right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. 
Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, hosting today with... Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens, Rand Realty. And we also have with us... Mike Kim and Tower Pepsi United. All right. I love that. So um, welcome back, everybody. We are going to kind of talk a little bit about lake houses. Um, I don't know about you, Grace, but I've had a, a big influx of phone calls um, with people who are interested in finding um, a retreat, um, a lake house, a, um, a place that they can um, kind of get away to. And, you know, being an hour outside the city, uh, we are close and yet we feel far away. And that is kind of the joy of, of this area, right? Lower Orange County, um, Sussex, mm-hmm. uh, actually anywhere in Orange County, right? Up to Rockland a little bit, but I think you still feel kind of kind of city suburb in Rockland, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, even if you go up towards Sullivan, there's, right. there's a bunch of, Sol- uh, you know, Sullivan, Ulster, for sure. So, you know, our service area is really interesting because of our proximity to the city. Um, and you know, all the different ways people can get here. You can, there are bus lines, there are trains, there are so many different ways for someone who is really, um, a city resident who may not have a car or anything like that to get up here and then, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy what, what this great area has to offer. Yeah. There's, um, there's a, there's a bus that comes right into uh, Greenwood Lake. Yep. Absolutely. And right at the, not- yeah, right at the right at the library, you can get off. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a couple other stops, um, you know, on, on your way around the lake, but, but um, that's right in the in the village. Right in so the village. Yeah, and then then not far from Greenwood Lake too is the uh, train station at Tuxedo. Yep, and, or Harriman. Yep, Harriman too. Right. Um, there's not a lot of places to park in Tuxedo, but Harriman obviously has a large parking area. Right, it's, it's got just, like the park and ride kind of scenario going there. Yeah. You so, guys are doing the commute to the city. I think it's going to be the opposite. <laughs> no one's going to want to go back to the city and they're all coming out here. Well, yeah. the, so people, so people are, and here's, here's what I'm hearing from people who I'm speaking with. Um, a lot of them are not talking about living here full time. A lot of them are talking about, um, you know, having, having that second place. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say their budgets vary from, you know, I'm looking for a small cottage cabin under 200 to, um, lakefront living, I've got a budget of 850 or, you know, or less, but so it's, it, it's wildly diverse. The people looking, looking for places that, um, and these are calls I was not getting a month ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the calls that I'm getting aren't necessarily just for lake living. I know that's what we're discussing and you have that specifically happening because you have that Greenwood Lake connection right. with Zillow. But the calls that I have been getting are many people that want to be able to leave the city and just come this direction. And it's close for them. So it just makes sense. And and the lake living, like if I was living in the city, I would be like, yeah, I want to go to a lake for the, every weekend. I want to be able to, if I can commute, for uh, not have to commute and tele-work uh, from home. I, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So um, some of the questions, let's talk for a minute about some of the questions we get from people who have never really experienced lake living, right? I, I feel like mm-hmm. there are some, some kind of interesting ones that come up. Um, you know, some of them, are, you know, I feel like people have wildly different expectations about, um, about lakefront homes, right? I think mm-hmm. sometimes they think that when they live on a lake, they're going to be the only ones on their private lake, right? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the reality is, wow, my neighbors are so close. <laughs> Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I try to give a little bit of history about um, especially Greenwood Lake when I'm there, because, you know, uh, Greenwood Lake really started as a summer getaway for for um, people coming out of the city. And the a lot of the properties when they were built were built for seasonal living. They didn't even have uh, their own water sources. It was a community um, almost like hose that came from a community well. And uh, although I would say 90 to 95 percent of the homes have converted to year round private water not all of them have um, so and some of them even though they have the private water still have that like that uh, community water coming down as well i've seen that where yeah. they use that for like their gardening or whatever so it's um you know it's it's important for someone to understand the history of how an area kind of got built up because if you're thinking yep. you know about greenwood lake it was always small lots right and small lots and, and not real, not a lot of real septics. Right, when they a lot of out. a lot of bungalows, a lot of um, cesspools, and um, things that we wouldn't w- the w- ways we wouldn't build now. But the way right. we build now requires a little more space, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so it's uh, it is or a lot more expense. Correct. So it's a ch- it's a little bit of a challenge when you're um, looking at some of the smaller properties. Um, that being said, other questions I get about the lake, um, you know, a lot of times have to do with homeowners associations, right? Um, because mm-hmm. there's a variety of different things that can happen. Um, you can have um, you can have like an, a, a community that has a section of beachfront where they have a community beach, maybe a clubhouse, maybe not, um, but you can have access to the beach um, if you're a member of the community, right? And, mm-hmm. and the community itself is maybe like across the street from the lake and four or five streets up, maybe has 50 to 200 homes, um, and a lot of times those roads are private. And so you have a homeowners association that is responsible not only for the upkeep of the beach and the house, right, but also plowing and road maintenance and garbage pickup and all these different things that kind of get layered into that HOA fee. Um, so it's important to ask kind of those questions, which is how much, you know, is there an HOA? If so, what is it responsible for? What does it cost? Um, you know, and then every once in a while in any homeowners association, um, you're going to have a situation where there may be an assessment. Like it was a really bad winter and our plow, you know, the plowing costs more than we anticipated. Everyone needs to pitch in an extra $150, right? That's an assessment. Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, we had a really bad storm and it washed out part of a road. Now we need to repair that road. So we have an assessment. Um, so those are those are some of the things that, you know, you want to be sure you ask. Um, and Mike, if I'm correct, if there's an HOA, isn't that part of the mortgage process? Someone is going to want to be looking at those those uh, financials and documents. Yeah, I mean, in Greenwood Lake, I haven't seen like super high monthly HOA fees. I think they may be 50 bucks a month, depending on the area. There mm-hmm. may be some that are a lot more. But we definitely take that into account when for qualifying, because obviously if you have a three hundred dollar HOA obligation, um, we have to use that in debt to income ratios. Right, and so I know when we're looking at condo ownership, it's very important the HOA financials in terms of whether people will lend or not. They, and, you know, things like lawsuits and stuff like that. Is that the same when you're buying a single family home, or is it really just more about uh, making sure the the buyer can um, financially afford the dues? Yeah, basically financially afford the dues. In the HOA, the reason we do it for condos is essentially because you don't own 
the condo, right? You own everything inside. Right. So the HOA is a big part of making sure that the upkeep and the exterior of the property is well-maintained, which is why we focus so much on the financials when you buy a condo. For a single-family home, you own everything inside and outside. So it's really, if your house looks like, you know, doesn't look that great, then that's kind of on you, but the HOA is still there to maintain. I, don't, I mean, in Greenwood Lake, it seems to be trash and also snow removal is, seems to be the main item. So then you pay for the lifeguard to have that little part of the beach, I think, is what they're using right. the HOA fees for. And ro- road repair is another part of that. A lot of times uh, those roads are private. So um... There's a couple of places um, in Greenwood Lake that have, like Forest Park, that have uh, fees for if, if you have a dock. Oh, yeah. True. Dock fees. Yeah. So that's and that, and that like I think in that particular community you have um, the option of, of of you know purchasing that or you know not purchasing it but renting a, you know having a dock over there not everybody has to have one they right just, so, whether they want to or not sometimes it's like a lake owners like a you have you have your HOA right homeowners association and then layered on that you also have like your lake membership. Right. So mm-hmm. some places you'll have everyone pays the HOA. And then if you want to be part of the, the lake club or the lake, lake community, community, it's a second um, membership that you would, you know, you, if you live in a certain area, you have the right to join, but you don't necessarily have to join. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple places on the New Jersey side of the lake that are like that, where, um, you know, people who don't have lakefront join the lake association. So they can use the clubhouse, the community beach, um, you know, mm-hmm. they can rent a slip. But a lot of times people who are lakefront don't join that community because they have the benefit of most of most of those privileges just because they live lakefront. You know, of course, they pay higher taxes and, right. um, you know, have all the other things that go along with with owning lakefront. So it's um, the same thing in Tuxedo Park. Right. I mean, they don't there's the, 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 that club that allows them to have beach access over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, just because you live in Tuxedo Park doesn't mean you have access to it. Right. Right. You have to join. You have to join it. Yeah. So, um, so that's, you know, it's really interesting to to make sure. And, you know, when you're showing people lake homes and you're seeing homes on three or four different lakes and sometimes, you know, someone will find a home on a smaller lake that maybe has, you know, 10 or 12 houses. I've never been to that lake before. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, find out all of these answers on the fly, um, you know, based on what maybe cryptically written in the agent remarks. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's hard. I, I, I live myself on um, on a small little lake, Hill Lake, and, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes on there with our, the HOA and all of that, but there's only a few houses. There's not a lot of houses, so you wouldn't know, you know, an agent that's never been here before may not know that at all. They may not even know that that lake is there. Right. What um, that's an interesting question, Grace. In terms of in terms of owning on a lake, what are some of the things that someone may not think about? Um, There's maintenance that you may have if you have lake front or dock. Um, in our case, the lake is smaller, so we have a lot of issues with weeds, and I think they have the same problem in Greenwood Lake, only on a larger scale. But right. we, you know, we have to maintain it as best we can. And our lake actually feeds Glenmere Lake, which is um, a triple-A waterway because it's a reservoir. So we have to be very careful about what we can do in this lake. Like, can't have a motor in there, of course. Right. Um, and we can't put chemicals in there to kill the weeds that might grow up. Right. You know, so we've had, we've har- had uh, weed harvesters in there that we've had to pay for. 
it's, it, it, it could be, you know, it could be costly, but it's worth it if you enjoy the lake. Right. And, and so that just becomes that level of questioning to understand. And I feel like I really do encourage, especially on lakes, um, I, enc- I encourage my buyers to see like who's walking around the lake to stop by and talk to them a little bit about it because people who own on the lake are going to be super familiar with, with the issues um, or if there are issues going on, right? Um, mm-hmm. As a real estate I mean, agent, it's sometimes hard to to parse through what's actually happening, right? But people who live on the lake, they love talking about their lake houses and what's yeah, going on I with their Yeah, I can tell lake. you, we had a very unusual experience here a couple of years ago where we had a family of beavers move in. <laughs> <laughs> So it was wreaking havoc on the lake. They were damming up everything. Yeah, they yeah. were trees overnight were cut down. Can you know how you see on a cartoon yep. the trees that look like a little pencil? Yep. That's exactly what was happening here. We ended up having to take um, you know, wire mesh and put it around all the trees that, that they didn't get right. so that they couldn't get through. Wow. But that's something you would never even think about. No, of course not. I mean, and then how do you remove those beavers too? Right, I'm sure. I'm sure there's an animal specialist involved in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't just go over there, and as much as you may want to go over there and and shoot them, you can't do that. (laughs) They Uh, have to be removed. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe there's only certain times of the year that we we could do it too. I I can't remember exactly. It was a few years back, and I wasn't the one involved in removing them. So. Right. So, all right, we're yeah, going to take that. Sorry, Grace. We're going to take a quick break and yep. we will come back in a few minutes after we hear from our sponsors. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hey, this is Joe Dans. Connect the dots in these challenging times with my creativity and technology for business and life show every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on WTBQ, AM 1110 and FM 93.5. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ weather. Oh, looking at some pretty nice weather here early in the week, although there'll be a lot of clouds around, but it should remain mostly dry today. Our high should be in the upper 60s to near 70. Tonight, mainly cloudy with a low in the upper 40s. Can't rule out a stray sprinkle. Tomorrow, partly sunny and breezy with a high in the low to mid 60s. More clouds around tomorrow night, heading into the mid 40s. And we are looking for partly sunny skies on Wednesday. Highs in the low to mid 60s. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. 
welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, hosting today with... Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. And uh, we probably should give out the phone number here in case someone would like to give us a call. And the number here is 845-651-1110. All right. Good idea, Grace. Thank you for that. Uh, We also have Mike with us. Hi, Mike. Hello. How are you? Very good. Very good. So we're talking today about Lake Living. We were just uh, chit-chatting a little bit about homeowners associations, um, lake associations, how some lakes have them, some don't. Um, and that's you know one of the one of the things that when you're thinking about buying a lake home, you need to uh, you need to ask. Um, one of the other things uh, we were just talking about was um, you know quality of the lake. And what I mean was, you know, is the lake weedy? Is it, um, how is, how is the lake maintained? Do they aerate it? Do they, um, you know, come through with the, with the weeder and, and, you know, kind of pull up some of the, the, um, weeds and stuff that, that come up, uh, I guess other things, you know, last year we had an issue with some, some algae at the New Jersey tip of, um, Greenwood Lake, which was a, which was a, I guess, more dangerous algae, and they had to close part of the lake. Um, yeah, it never affected um, the New York side. It, it did not. No, that's correct. Because the New York side's a little deeper, like, and it only affected the very tip in the New Jersey end, where the water level is, you know, a foot or two, and so it gets really hot. And, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's it, it's a, it's a standing pool of water, right? And so, right. warm water is going to breed more um, bacteria and stuff. That's just the reality. Um, and then mm-hmm. another thing that will happen is. Because Greenwood Lake, the big lake, people bring their boats from other places. If they're in a in a in a pond or something that had some algae on it, and then they bring it and pop their boat into Greenwood Lake, what was on their boat from the last lake now populates this lake. Um, it's a you know it is something that does yeah, happen. I'm surprised they don't do more like to prevent that because it's pretty much you can just dump your boat in Greenwood Lake, right? Yeah, I've been to so many lakes where it's like. They make they literally will inspect it before you put it in. You have to make sure that there's no standing water because it's not just like you said the algae. It's anything that could be in the water from another lake. I guess. Yeah. It could be anything. It could be in fish eggs. You know that are predatory to this lake. You know. Oh goodness. Interesting. <laughs> but. No, but that's you that, don't want to start that. That is that no, is completely true. I know. I just think it's true. weird that they don't. That they should. They, they probably that. should yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. um we one of the one of the things we've done at our little lake here is we've actually um, put in um, carp. They're sterile carp, and you have to apply for a permit with the DEC to get them. And the carp will eat the um, the uh, algae, and that helps keep it down. But you know you. you the DEC will tell you how many carp you can put in the water, and they're sterile, so they can't reproduce. So that's something that you have to do, you know, on a regular basis. You have to put more carp in there because eventually they're going to die. And in our case, they when we had a storm, we have a spillway, and our a lot of our carp went over the spillway and probably ended up in, in Glenmere Lake. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but they can get very, very large too. Those carp can get, you know, to be. Um, three, four, five feet long. For sure. I can tell you that I have a tiny koi pond and my, and my, I know we have koi, but they're part of the carp family. Um, You know, I, I always hear that rumor that, you know, the fish will only grow to the space they're allowed to, right? I feel like that's not true at all (laughs) because 
our guys them, they will grow our, as much as they feed them it's correct yeah. our, our our guys are so big i'm like guys stop you got to stop eating now <laughs> um, I, well that's funny it has nothing to do with lake living but i have a koi pond too and last week um most of our koi were were, were taken by um a um a heron really blue heron yeah, I have one left in there. One one little lonely fish hiding in there um, because they came and they're all gone. Wow, that's that's interesting. I guess because you live by a lake, there's a, a higher chance that you're going to have a heron. I would be. It would be. Oh yeah, yeah. They're always over there, and I we have we have a swan in there right now, and uh, Canadian geese that come in all the time. Like every night, they seem to come in there, and, and I don't know. I guess they sleep there or something. I don't really know. I hear them. It drives my dog crazy. So these are things that you're going to have, like when you're, you know, Greenwood Lake maybe doesn't have that big of a problem with that because it's such a large lake. But there's a lot of these smaller lakes in the area that may have that type of thing happening. Right. So another thing to think about when you're um, looking at lakefront property, and this is actually the first question I will ask people about as I'm getting ready to do a search for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I will ask them if they plan to use a motorboat or if they're really more kind of kayak, paddleboard, rowboat, canoe people, right? Right. Because there are very few lakes that allow motorboats, right? And if that's your your dream, you want to have a, you know, a boat on the lake, um, then... Water skiing or jet skiing. Correct. uh, Then you have a very different kind of um, search coming ahead of you than if you really just like to paddleboard and... You know, maybe fish from your kayak and, you know, you're looking for a quiet serenity, you know, and you don't want it interrupted by a by a motor. So right. um, and and people are very specific. I feel like there's most people know exactly what they want. Right. They'll come and they'll be like, oh, you know, one boat will come by or jet skis and they'll be like, oh, are they does that happen all the time? And you're like, well, it's a big lake and, you know, it's busier sometimes than others. So but, you know, it's not it wouldn't be accurate for me to say that you're not going to hear boat noise. Right. Um, so making sure that, that your buyers understand that kind of differentiate, you know, that differentiator, um, Mm -hmm. is kind of important. And then another question I get all the time is, you know, especially for lakefront, um, do I need flood insurance? Right. Um, and for the most part, you don't because most, most lakes have, um, you know, a dam at one end where if the water level comes up, the water flows over. But even even with that, there are some cases where a home maybe was built a little too close to the lake where they may need um, some form of flood insurance. Mike, I think you would have some insight into that because um, of the closing, what you need to do uh, is how do you, do you have a sense of how often lakefront homes actually require flood insurance? It's all about the property and the grade. Yeah. So um, this Basically, we use an internal system, and then the insurance, you know, declaration page from the homeowners will also is kind of like a secondary because they'll use their own system as well to verify whether it's in um, a flood zone or not. And mm-hmm. there's different criteria or how how much in the flood zone they are. So if it's something where the report came back and it said yes, it's in a flood zone, but then if you keep reading, it says property is in a flood zone, but dwelling is not. You know, mm-hmm. that means it's over the elevation required for flood insurance. So that's the way the property itself may flood, but as long as the house sits up enough or is a far enough away, then it may not be an issue. And, and it's interesting with that, too, um, because I have seen, I had um, an experience with a, a man who purchased a 
a property that had a an old condemned home on it, and it was right in the village of Greenwood Lake. And the house was condemned because it had flood damage, right? But the properties next to it, so it was in a flood zone, and you were not allowed to build now on this lot again. And then the houses on either side of it were not. So it was like a weird thing. Like he bought this as a foreclosure and he didn't really do any due diligence. Like there was no realtor involved in it and he bought it. And then he's finding out that this land that he bought is worth nothing really because he can't build anything on it now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do due diligence. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he got it for very little money and that's why, but I guess he didn't realize that like nobody told him that I don't, I no, don't know. His best bet is to reach out to the neighbors to see if he can get either one of them to buy it for just extra space to, you know, have. Yeah. And he was like, what are you, what are you talking about? When I was telling him, I'm like, I, I, I pulled the, the, I pulled your listing up. I went by, I went to the town, the village and they're like, oh yeah, it's condemned and it's in a flood zone. You can't build on it. I don't know if maybe he already knew that and he just thought I wasn't going to figure it out and I was going to sell it to somebody else that wouldn't know it. I don't know what he thought, but wow, it was, it was, and it was right. It was in the village, like right near where the, um, I think like a couple of blocks over from where the police station is. Yeah. There, there's, there are a couple areas over there that do, um, they have, there's like a Creek that comes through there when it rains and so you may mm-hmm. not recognize how wet the property is until we've had a day or two of rain, and then it's it's right. marshland. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, you know. If it's a good deal, there's usually a reason, you know. Yes. <laughs> That's what I try to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, Figure out the it, underlying it's reason. Well, because on a house, I mean, flood insurance in this area could cost you 5000 a, a year, you know, or 3600 a year just to just for – because you buck you know, next to a stream, that's a lot of money yeah. monthly, mm-hmm. you know, for people. So definitely something to look at. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I guess I think we had one grace where the flood premium was like ninety six hundred. Oh no, that was someone else. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was that's some ridiculous, awesome. ridiculous flood premium just because of the age of the house and how much it would have cost to rebuild. But yeah, definitely be on the lookout when it's a good, great deal. Yeah, <laughs> a good, great deal. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's right. So, um, I, I we have some statistics here. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yes. What time do we have here? So, um, do you want? To, why don't we come back and talk about that after our break, and then we'll we'll wrap up with that. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years, and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. 
Gem Home Inspections is the number one home inspector for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of Gem Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service, plus Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, contact Gene on Facebook at Gem Home Inspections. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old-fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. Hi, this is Dr. David Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Valley Central School District and host of Your Schools. Listen every Monday at 12 noon to learn what's happening in your schools right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. This is Clark Howard. It is a complete, utter, total ripoff. You're going to be paid a pitiful number of pennies on the dollar and totally eat up your future. Clark Howard, weekdays from 1 till 3. WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. You're here today with Christine Koenig, Better Homes and Gardens, as well as... Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens. And... Mike Samantha with Hudson United. All right, guys. Um, so before we left, we were just kind of talking about um, kind of digging into some stats. I know Grace did a little bit of a uh, little bit of looking. I did a little bit of Greenwood Lake stats. Yes. Yeah. So let's share what you have. Um, okay. So, you know, currently available right now, there are 35 homes that are on the market in Greenwood Lake. Which is so, remarkably um, low. Yeah. Yeah. There are um, is it 18 houses that have closed in the past three months. So looking at that, I'm going to figure 36 so I could do a, you know, we don't have, <laughs> we only have a few months worth of inventory. Yeah. Um, a couple of months worth of inventory. And then under contract is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 16 houses. Now, the, the thing that I found that was very interesting was the houses that have been coming on the market, the days on the market. Wow. Like, the days on the market for the closed sales, we've got things like, um, oh, goodness, did this not print that? <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me look at what I'm, I've got in front of me. It's hard to see it all. No worries. They have, you know, like 14 days, 15 days, um, 20-something days. It's fast. Like, these houses are coming on the market and going under contract super quick. Yes, and that is really that is very fast for the area. Um, yeah, very I, fast. I, I so. can I can also say that I had someone who wanted to see some some lakefront homes on the New York side of Greenwood Lake. There was one available. One. Yeah, yeah. They're they're moving very very quickly, and it's not just right in the village of Greenwood Lake. It's it's outside the village of Greenwood Lake, but still like Greenwood Lake School District. Yep. Though even those houses um, are, are selling very very quickly. Yeah, um, I'm having that happen on the New Jersey side of the lake as well. Um, 
the homes that are lakefront, even some that have been sitting for a while, I see, you know, accepted offer, attorney review, under contract, and that things mm-hmm. are really um, moving around the lake right now um, on, on so, both sides. Here's a, for instance, this is over on Alexander Road. It was listed on March 4th and went to, let's see, went to contract and closed by um, April 22nd. Wow. It was on the market for 16 days. So, you know, before it went to contract. And and it had multiple offers on it. And it sold for $359,000. Yeah. It's, uh, it's you know... It, well, it, I saw the statistic this morning. Uh, I think rentals in the city are down 70%. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if people are coming. To, um, I know that people are coming this way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, and, I think that's going to be for a little while now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm about to put, um, you, you know... The rentals are going to, you know, even the rentals on the lake are probably going to go very quickly. So there's another one here, like on Nelson Road. This is under contract. Came on the market on um, April 30th. It's already under contract. Yeah. Which means it's right. And just so people know why that seems so amazing is because that meant negotiating was done. Home inspections have been done. Um, The lawyers have lawyered things out. Um, and everything is signed on both sides. And that is that's, that is really quick for all of those things to happen. Yeah, very, very quickly. So that's not that, you know, that means that, you know, the buyer and, and they probably didn't even go in the house because it was listed on April 30th. Right, right. And we, you know, I don't even know if these people ever got into the house They and they bought it. Right. So it's it's amazing that this is happening and the, the lawyers are like, moving and, and doing things as fast as they can too. It's just, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I actually have um, a rental that's going to come on, on the little lake that I live on. It's a, it's a two bedroom that's going to be listed for um, $1,700 a month. They will give a, a, a discounted fee if somebody does like a, a two month, a two year mm-hmm. rental, but it's a cute, darling little house right on the lake. I love that. Yeah, it's super. It's it's a really cute, very cute house, and there's the back of it is all open, so you can see right to the water. Nice. But um, so, so that's just something to throw out there in case anybody needs a rental for that, July first. That's for and Grace. Maybe where should they contact you if they're interested in seeing that? Oh, rental? they should contact me uh, on my cell phone, which is eight four five seven four two four three six one, or they can call the office and, and leave a message for me. They'll I'll get it, or they can email me at my name Grace dot warren at rand all right so let's take a minute to talk about um lake options in the area right because uh if you're not necessarily from right here or maybe you don't even realize how many lakes we have um in this region um, mm-hmm. so i did a quick count on the new jersey side um and if i'm just looking at Passaic county and sussex county right uh i came up with over 45 different lakes 45 oh i know it's um it is truly astounding how many lakes we have. I mean, West Milford, which is the other side of Greenwood Lake, um, West Milford alone had um, seven lakes you could be part of. Um, and some of them, like two of them are motorboat lakes, um, and the other ones are um, kind of more that quiet kind of a lake. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Vernon, also right near us, has five different lake communities you can be a part of. Um, mm-hmm. So just, you know, looking around, 
in the area, um, you know, there are, there are some other really big lakes. Um, you, the Lake Abacon is a very large lake in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, lake Mohawk in Sparta. Like those are some of the more popular ones people are completely aware of. And then, you know, we have some smaller, smaller lake communities. There's Lake Walkill in Vernon. You know, we got Barry Lakes and, uh, you know, then the very popular Highland Lakes, which is like five small lakes, all part of one HOA. Um, and people really love that that community in terms of what the homeowners association offers. They have a beautiful clubhouse and tennis courts and basketball courts. And, um, you know, they have a swim team for the kids and, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, there is truly that, that lake living lifestyle that, um, is very appealing to some people. Uh, well, it, it feels like you're on vacation all the time, right? It, or at least that you can step away from your house and, and just have, have different kinds of things at your immediate access. You don't have to drive an hour to get somewhere, to rent something, to to get access to a lake. You know, it's um, you you can step out of your normal life and right there in your backyard, you have yep. your boating, your fishing, your, you know, ice skating in the winter and ice fishing in the winter. Uh, most times there, the, you know, the lake associations will have some of, you know, some kind of like field day regatta, um, sometimes they have fishing competitions or uh, community 5Ks. I mean, it's just, it is a lifestyle that uh, people really embrace. Once once they get get in it, they, it's hard to, to pull them out. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you that the reason I bought the property that I live on was because of the lake. Right, right. You know, we, we saw the lake and we were like, oh, this is this is wonderful, like to stay local and be able to be on this lake and, and then and build my home I was like this is perfect like I can't I can't find a, a nicer piece of property it was it was just it was wonderful and my kids loved it enjoyed it growing up and I'm sure you know once you like you said Christine once you you get into it you just you love it yeah I know that uh, Mike and I always talk about uh, our, our our I don't know if you want to call it retirement home or next home but it will certainly be um, on a lake somewhere <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> Not Mike Van Manzart, everybody. Yes, my my Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I was, like, you and Mike that I was gonna be the one. Huh? <laughs> I was like, you and Mike are, are, are gonna have a retirement home together? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on the same mindset, you and uh, your Mike, because I'm thinking not even for retirement. I'm just thinking, when can I? plop myself next to a lake and I'll live in a van, you know, right. I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, you think uh, we've been inside the, our walls for however many months now, I've, I've become accustomed to it. Now if I can just add a beautiful scenery, like a lake in the background, I'll be in good shape. It'll all be perfect, right? <laughs> I know it's, it, it's interesting. The things that, uh, that, that your mind ponders. I know, uh, as, as most people who listen know, I have an RV that we take out and about, um, but she's, you know, she's 20 something years old. We bought her used. Um, and we know that there's some level of an expiration date. So we're like, Oh, what are we going to do with Bertha when, uh, when we can't get her to go anymore? And, and you know, Mike has said, and he's right. He's like, we should find a, we should find a, a piece of land that has a pond or a lake on it. We should permanently park her there. It could be our vacation getaway. <laughs> hey, not a bad idea. <laughs> right. I mean, she's got all the basic functioning systems. It's, you know, generator, <laughs> hot water, whatever. It's, uh. It's a thing. It's a it's a it's a conversation we have. Oh my God! It's so and you know, thinking about it this weekend coming, there's there's going to be so many people that are wishing they can get to um, a lake like Green Lake, and maybe in some cases they can't. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, 
and it's a long weekend. And I'm thinking that, you know, it would be, it'd be really nice if people were able to get to Greenwood Lake if they can. I guess you can still walk around out there, right? Do you have your mask on? I'm, I'm sure that you can. I, you know, I'm looking forward to getting my paddleboard out. I think that... Uh... This Are weekend. you going to do that? This yeah, weekend? I'll find I'll find a, a place that I can pop my my paddleboard in somewhere. Hey, you can come over here if you want. Oh, I love that. Thanks, Grace. With the algae. <laughs> <laughs> not in the, not there's a little bit on the edge. There's not the middle is is perfectly clean. It's still early. It's still early in the in the season. Yeah, the, the right. algae I'm growth isn't right now. Isn't yeah. too crazy. Um, this weekend we are celebrating my daughter's graduation. So. Oh, good. Yes, I, I just have to throw that out there because I'm very proud of her. But it's a virtual graduation, which is going to be a little bit different than what I had expected it to be. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Especially, I know you have a big family that loves loves to uh, celebrate each other. So yeah, it's going to be just a little bit different. But any last words on this, Christine? No, just uh, if you're interested in lake living and want to explore the lakes, either in the New York side or New Jersey side, please reach out. Uh, my number is 845-551-1564, or you can reach me at christinekoenig.randrealty.com. It's my website. Um, and, you know, Grace is the same, gracewarren.randrealty.com. So, uh, yep, my phone number again, 845-742-4361. And hey, if you need to finance it, you need to call Mike. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Mike, what's your stuff? I was just thinking, yeah, my number is uh, 845-239-6565. I wonder, I was just thinking while you were giving out the information, if we should put together a little lake living package or something. Um, I don't know, things to know, just like you said, the HOA, flood insurance, um, what what things are available on Greenwood Lake, like what kind of boats you can bring in, the docks. That's a great uh, idea. Maybe it's something good to post online. Oh, I like That's that. That's a great idea. We have, by the way, everyone, we do have a Real Real Estate Show Facebook page. So if you find us, um, it's a business page. And maybe we can use that to put things like that on. That's a good idea. Yep. We, we need to uh, utilize that just a little bit more. All right. Well, I think it has happened. Another fun Monday has come and gone. <laughs> Uh, and see you tomorrow for the next Monday. <laughs> that's correct. And looking forward to uh, see what comes next in the real estate show. Uh, All right. Thanks, everyone. Listen, uh, we'll check you out next week. Yep, happy Memorial Day. Bye.